There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt and Ian Lara, Steve London. Melissa Kirk, Andy Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. Ian JB supposed to be there, kind of you know brothers at arms, but he doesn't he show is. up. Yeah. Let's see. Ian, it's your fault. He'll I've show up when it feels like it. You know him. That's true. JB, he's probably getting a cookie or something. <laughs> we'll be right back. Kick things off. Ian Laura with us, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking, uh, Catherine. We we're talking. Ian and I were talking about. Uh, uh, Punta Cana. We were talking about he, his family's from the Dominican. He he was born in America, but his mother and father from from uh, the, the Dominican. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll be right back. Kick things off with Ian Laura right after this Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So... 
I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> that's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Is this a reference to uh, JB's car, the slow ride? <laughs> yeah, probably. I haven't Can't get there on time. Haven't gotten a text from him, so. Me either. Uh, he'll be there. He'll pop up. He'll be fine. No problem. Ian Laura with his ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. So, uh, it's above zero now, Ian. So that's good. <laughs> good oh, yeah, time to come is, into is, town. Uh, yeah, I'm in the <laughs> middle of a Minnesota heat wave right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, uh, you know, it'll all work out in the end. But I'm sure we're all going to die somehow from it. I'm sure they'll be all over the news uh, tonight. <laughs> oh, we're all going to die. Doom and gloom. Calm down. Everything's going to kill us now. Do you notice that? Everything we got going is going to kill us. Yeah. Yeah, I do notice that, which is interesting because everything's going to kill us anyway, all right? Yeah, well, eventually. <laughs> I mean, you're you're 28 years old. You probably live to be like a buck 50 now by the time I you get up, you know. It's too cold. It's too cold on the the planet will be the only one still alive is Ian Lara. You'd be the only only person left on earth. It'd be unbelievable. Oh man. So uh, I loved your your story this morning on the, on the morning show. The fact that you've been at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport about 500 times, but never left the airport. Yeah, I never left the airport. <laughs> this was the first time. This is the first time I left the airport. I'm an yeah, airport expert, the... though. Sure. Yeah. It's a nice airport. Yeah, I tell you whatever you need to know. I tell you the best bathrooms, the best restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it is pretty centrally located. So, I mean, it, if you're talking well, up here in the United States and Canada, we're yeah, right in the Canada, heart of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stop here. When I go to Vancouver, I stop mm-hmm. here. When yep. I go to the, yep. going to the West Coast, I stop here sometimes. If I got to do a layover. But, yeah, you got to stop for everything. Well, not to mention uh, when it's the winter, Minneapolis is probably among the best airports on the continent when it comes to, like, de-icing and that kind of thing yeah yeah so oh, you really come good, yeah. you go to canada you're gonna need to yeah have some ice protecting yeah but yeah when you fly I, the out minneapolis of texas Saint- or something like that you they don't really have that on on hand yeah if the minneapolis st paul airport is closed down you know it's really oh, it's really, really bad, bad. Yes. did they close really down bad. this week I no. think well, that I, they, no, they couldn't um, because you came in, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I made so well, I, I told my manager I need you to find which airport is best at de-icing and fly me through <laughs> there. <Yeah. laughs> fly me to that one. I, I know there were a lot of cancellations and delays because it was actually too cold for the de-icing fluid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at some right point, there. so there a lot of things were delayed. Yep. 
I got to tell you something. What we do on this show a lot, Ian, is, is talk about the stories of the day and then you get your take on them. We talk a lot about, you know, your life. And So what, did you start doing comedy when you were a teenager? No, I started doing comedy when I was uh, about 20, 20 years old, back home in New York City. I was in college, my junior year. Yeah. Because okay. you're only 28 now, right? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, but then cause yeah, so I did. I, mean, I did yeah. it my. I did it my uh, junior between junior and senior year of college. I did my first like open mic back home, and then I went back right. to college for my senior year. And I didn't officially start till I graduated. I started in May two thousand and twelve, I believe. Well, it was a good decision because all I got left now is about thirty G's in the college debt. So that's good. Yeah. Well. If you would have came to the show last night, it's debatable whether the decision was appropriate or not. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of people leaving their houses yesterday. Uh, yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know what was lower, the temperature or the attendance at the show. Something's <laughs> oh, yeah. when it's cold, but when it's so not that cold. Not that cold. Yeah. Yeah. But not today that is going to be... Today will be good. So today and tomorrow At least seven people going. today. Okay, this is good. <laughs> at least seven people. <laughs> There will be a lot of people because everybody's itching to get outside. Yeah, the cabin fever effect. Yeah, right? yeah people yeah. want to get yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's going nuts. Yeah, that's true. That's it all week, too. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. And I would think people come in a good mood. You're out. Like, if, even if the comedy is terrible, right. you're out of the house. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I will tell you this, that our audience at KQRS and the audience of this show, they love their stand-up comedy, so i got to believe it's going to do pretty well. Oh, that's great. So. That's Plus, great. It's, it's such a good time for stand-up comedy right now. And, uh, like, every every city, well, it's debatable whether it's good. But it, it's good in the sense that there's a lot of fans. Because there's the PC thing, too. That's, like, a problem people are having. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, we talked about that, absolutely. Yeah, many, many, uh, Minnesota's really, really big on the PC yes, thing. Yes, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Really? It is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, seriously, politics in Minnesota is about as bad as it gets. It's way really? Over the top. You've never been to well, Alabama? He's from New York. I've <laughs> never been to Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Well, you know, the politics hey. is pretty uh, It's pretty complicated down there, also. Yeah, yeah I don't know they're how complicated to, it is. It kind of leans one way, doesn't it? Uh, well, they're, <laughs> they're trying to succeed again. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to succeed. That's, well, that's true. Uh, I have a friend. Catherine and I have a friend from Alabama. He's from. Uh, he's not from, from Gadsden. Where's he from in Alabama? I can't remember. Doesn't I don't matter. know. But every time I see him, he, you know, he has a couple of drinks. Start talking to me, and yeah. he says, "Tommy, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, you know, I don't mind hanging out with you, but you are from up north. That that war of northern aggression. Oh man, but, yeah. <laughs> anytime war of northern aggression. Anytime you get a southerner to have a couple of drinks and start telling you stuff in secrecy, it's a it's an interesting oh, yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Yeah. Didn't you say one time that he was uh, couldn't wait for um, spring to come around so all the Yankees would oh, go Yankees. home? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, still, God. to this day, we're Yankees. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All, all them Yankees hell? go home right after Easter. It's unbelievable. It's phenomenal. Jeez, all the Yankees yeah. are gone. Yeah, and I'm, oh, a, I'm, he, a, yeah, like. I'm a dark-skinned northerner from New York. That's like the triple threat. That's the worst kind of Yankee there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well. As a matter of fact, this guy obviously he's gone nameless, but I will never forget twenty some about twenty years ago. What is it? Uh, I went to play golf, and you get paired up with these people. So I didn't even know them at the time, right? These yeah. people, southerners. Yeah, <laughs> these people, southerners. Yeah. So I'm playing with a guy from Canada. I'm playing with him from Alabama, yeah. and a mixed race guy who's from up, uh, I don't know, New Jersey, New York, New York, New York, I think New Jersey, actually. Yeah. And 
he actually came over. And he's a big guy, too, man. He was like 6'5", probably weighed about 280. Big guy. Yeah. Right? Not fat, either. He's just a big fella. Right. And he said, do you hear what he's saying to me? Because he was riding with the other guy, the, the southerner on, oh, on the dear. cart. He said, do you hear what he's talking to me about? Yeah. I said, no, I haven't heard. And he goes, you need to listen to this. I said, well, what's he talking about? He goes, he's calling me the big N right to my face. Seriously. What? And he was. Seriously. <laughs> Like, you know, you might not want to do that. It's just, I guess he was just so comfortable with it. This, it was just his vernacular. That didn't mean oh, anything man. apparently to him, but uh, he, that's, it was unbelievable. That's insane. But, yeah. you know, it it's, is insane. But it is insane. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I believe that happened. No, it definitely happened. And by the way, you can take that with you. Everybody, I don't like that, uh, the N-word thing. The big N's much better. <laughs> Yeah, because it's the first I time that. I heard the Big N. I'm like, man, they're doing very progressive things here in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> the Big N. That's, that's exactly good. right. <laughs> the Big N. I'm good, taking man. it. I'm, I, got... I just tweeted that. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> you sent it out. The Big N. Yes. Yeah, I, I told uh, all the rest of us. It's no longer the N word. It's the Big N. <laughs> it's just the Big. Yeah, the N word sounds like. Ah, come on. Yeah, the N. The Big N. Go with it. Well, I actually I cannot take credit for it though because. One of the kids I went to school with, a, a young black man in America today, yeah. that's what he called it. He oh, called yeah. it the big N. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was phenomenal. That's well, great. I like that. Isn't it something you used on me a few times? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I, there I used to he call is. Oh, all the time I called JB uh, the big N. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Actually, I called you the big P for pain in the ass. That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. What? <laughs> you just go, oh, well, that's true, too. The big P. I don't think so. <laughs> that's not going to catch on. <laughs> no, Big P's not going to catch no. on. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. that's a little that's strange. My nickname in junior high school, <laughs> the Big P, but it didn't stand didn't stand for pain in the ass, though, did it? I don't want to hear about it, Ian. I don't want to hear about it. I think it's phenomenal. Said a pulse tripod. The yeah, the tripod. Oh, here comes. Tri- We're going there, are we? Tripod, Laura. Here he comes, right? It all works out. Oh, for you know, Catherine, uh, because you can't see it. Uh, Ian is a very handsome young man. He's 28 years old. He sounds handsome. Oh, thank you. So I figured he was. Thank you. I'm sound thinking, I have a voice coach that's helping me with my <laughs> with my dialect. Your handsome inflection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that. a nice touch right there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could speak handsome. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. that's R&B singers. You ever had an R&B singer speak oh. on an album? It's nothing sexier than that. Right. Oh, oh hey, especially like... Uh, uh, Kiss and Say Goodbye. You even know that? You're too young to know what that song is, don't you? Uh, Kiss and Say Goodbye by the... Was it by the Manhattans, I think? By the... I, Man- I know the Manhattans. I know the... But the greatest group. thing about... The song starts, it goes, I'll call you here today for a bit of bad news. Ooh. I won't be able to see you anymore because of my obligations and the ties that you have. You talk <laughs> about a BS song. <laughs> my obligations and the ties that you... It's like, okay. I like it's that. It's a great song. Though. I love it. Oh, it's a great song. Really great song. But when they played it on the radio... Uh, a lot of people cut off the sp- the speech at the beginning, but that pretty much made the whole song. It was a great speech. Yeah, yeah. I feel like back in the day, when you, those singers back in the day, you had to let them know what the song was about before it started. You had to yep. warn them. Like, hey, <laughs> That's I, true. Like, I know you think this is a song, but uh, it's not what you think. We're breaking up. <laughs> and then the song was <laughs> about. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> this is not a love song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's see. That's the. Uh, let me run this by you because I've talked about this, you know, a lot. 
I, I grew up in the inner city, so I love soul music, R&B. You know, I, I'm a rock and roll fan, too, but right. I grew up around like, like the Temptations and the Supremes. And, you know, you go down a list of, of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah. You probably don't even know who Harold Melvin is. No, I, I've heard. I, I mean, I, I'm not an expert, but I've, I've definitely love, heard him. Yeah. I love. yeah. But I have a problem with rap, not because it's rap, but because it completely replace soul music and, and R&B. Yeah. Why it did. did it have to wipe it out completely? I don't like that. It did. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I I think R&B might be making a I think it might be making a comeback, but yeah, right, hip hop and rap it just took over, right? It did, yeah. And well, it, it we feels just like lost. The, the talent went it got worse and then <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it got worse. Yeah, I mean I mean now it yeah. is. You listen to some of the music. People aren't even making music. They're making sounds. You, mm -hmm. you just put a beat, yep. start making yep. sounds, and and I'm part of the problem. I'll listen to it. I'll go to the concert. Way to go. Way to go, Ian. <laughs> so I'm not all you. Ian Laura, ladies and gentlemen. It's so all his speaking, fault. You're speaking of mumble rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mumble, and, and, and back then, you used to have to have a message, right? Like mm -hmm. you mentioned the, the song. You had to have a message. Like, you know, I brought you here because my obligations are not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There it is. You're never going to get obligations right in a rap song. Obligations <laughs> yeah. and the ties that you have. Well, yeah. Even in the early days of rap, you had messages. You did, of course. They, they were either, Sugar Hill. Yeah. They were either messages or party songs. Right, right, right. You know. Right. Yep. Yeah. The Sugar Hill Gang. It yeah. was the very first rap song. I mean, the, actually, the very first rap songs were The Last Poets with Gil Scott Heron. People don't even know. White people have no idea who The Last Poets are, and I don't think most people in America. But they were the first ones to rap, but we can't play any of their songs because you want to talk about the, the big N and the big F as in the F word. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good, though. Really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, with, had, now that, it had messages back then, man. You can still yeah, find it, it some now, but you, it's, that's considered an underground. If, you, if you're saying something, you're considered indie in, in hip-hop. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's exactly right. I, I just, uh, but I, I, you know, like James Ingram just died this week. James Ingram, one of the greatest singers of all time, died at 66 years old. It's yeah. just terrible. But man, that guy could sing. And, and it's just not around anymore. That, that kind of music is not around anymore. And I just, I hate to see that because of all these great singers that are sitting, sitting around. They got nothing to do because nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, I'm, always, I'm, I'm fascinated by singers, though, singing. I always, I yeah, always was like, too. if I could trade comedy for singing, I think I would. Singing, singing women, you love singers. I don't know. You just, comics want to be they, singers and actors. Actors want to be comics and athletes. And athletes athletes yeah. want to be singers and actors. They always want to be what they aren't. Yeah. But I know women, like, you, you hear some of these songs. Women, you'd be in a relationship with an R&B singer. He'd cheat on you. Mm -hmm. Write a song about it. And the song is good. <laughs> you'll forgive him. That's, that's nice. Well, if the song's good enough. Yeah. You, know, you don't like, want to be here. He'll tell the whole world what he did and say sorry. You're like, he, he's sorry. It's good. <laughs> you turn on the radio and you hear some woman singing, I don't love Ian anymore. Yeah, that'd be hard to take. That would be very hard to take, I would imagine. That has happened, by the way, in the past. That people they write songs about people, and they know the songs about them, and they're they're taking a beating, right? Right. And the song becomes a hit. Yeah. It's like thanks. Yeah. Really that's... appreciate it. <laughs>
I just I wonder if I wonder if that will ever come back. I wonder if soul music and R and B will ever come back. Uh, well, I, probably not going to ever be as big as it was, but it was. It should not be gone. You know. Well, I mean, shouldn't. the way this climate is, it seems like the, with the PC, it's almost offensive to sing to a woman. I think. I don't know. If you, well, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> seen as aggressive. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> this guy's singing to me. What is he? Well, I mean, that, that guy, I can't remember the group again, and I can't remember the guy, but he was, he, there was a mosh pit, and he was up on stage, and some guy was slamming into this woman and, and kind of hurting her. He called her up on stage, yeah, and he said, I, I hope you don't consider this sexist, the fact that I tried to, to, try to protect you. <laughs> so now protecting somebody's sexist? Like, what? For some people it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. That's a, some bizarre behavior. My wife protects me all the time. She beats the piss out of people. It's wonderful. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. But we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. See, what Cassie's doing right now is I'll play anything but R&B. Way to go, Cassie. This is James Ingram. Like, oh, is it? What song is this? It's called Yamo Be There. <laughs> oh, Yamo Be There with Michael McDonald. Yes. <laughs> I still love the way he sings like that. Honest to God. You have the best Settle Michael down, McDonald Michael. impression ever. Honestly, well, that's how he sings. I mean, I like them, but it's an odd way to sing, don't you think? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now, every time I, I hear him, I just talking. crack up laughing. <laughs> Well, remember when they made fun of SCTV? Yeah. Uh, 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 Ian, you're probably too young to remember. SCTV was a Canadian, actually it was on before Saturday Night Live. It was Saturday Night Live kind of copied Second City Television, SCTV, up in Canada, up in Toronto. And it was hilarious. Rick Moranis, I believe it was Rick Moranis, did an entire, uh, entire video 
joking around. And he would, he would be singing. He trying to do, do his. Let's say he's got some chores to do. He go to his chores and then he go, Michael, Michael, get in here. And he come walk in and he go, a long way to go. And then walk out again. <laughs> it was very funny, really funny. Okay, be thankful today that you are not this person because this might be the maybe kind of just uh, not really in touch with reality. A Canadian woman had won the lottery. She won a $50,000 lottery. Technically, she had. Uh, the unidentified 33-year-old woman was arrested in St. John's, Newfoundland. As she uh, she uh, tried to cash the ticket at an Atlantic lottery office, reports the CBC. The prize is $50,000, but the woman didn't get any money for it. It was good. She had won the lottery, but they wouldn't give her any money. Why wouldn't they give her any money? Stolen Does anybody know? Card. You got it. <laughs> she bought a lottery ticket with a stolen credit card and then tried to cash it in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Seriously, how, how do you – I don't understand. How do you not understand? Money. That would have been like grand theft. Now, if you charge. steal Ooh. my credit card and you buy a lottery ticket with it and win, and you offer to give me some of it, I will say it was not Ooh. stolen. Mm. Well, that's true. That's a very split. good point. Well, yeah, that works. In the state of Minnesota, you can't purchase lottery mm-hmm. tickets with a credit card. Well, you shouldn't be able to. No, that is weird. Cash. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Or check. You use a debit check. card for it? Yep. <laughs> check. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What is well, a check? Yeah, what is that? Use a debit card? I don't know. I don't, I what's don't think check? so. <laughs> yeah, what's a check? No, yeah, if you either. if you go up to the counter and want to purchase scratch-offs or, like, Powerball, yeah. it has to be, like, cash. It has to be direct money. It can't be, like, oh, a credit okay. card. That's interesting. Yeah. It is February 1st today. That means we have just... Uh, Let's see. We go well as we go through it. It's uh, the, the person who holds this ticket has 59 more days to cash it in. There is a person in America that has won a one and a half billion dollar lottery, but they haven't claimed the uh, claimed the prize yet. They did win. One person won one and a half billion dollars, but they have not brought the ticket forward. So, uh, and by the way, I think it's in South Carolina, so you don't even have to identify yourself. You can you can stay anonymous in South Carolina. So that's not it. They think the person doesn't know they won. Jeez. Oh, they lost it. <laughs> Tickets in a trash can. Or they somewhere. lost the ticket. They lost their ticket. Yeah. Man, that would be you like imagine how the pain. worst. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then you find it like the next day after it expires. <laughs> yeah. It expires April first, April Fool's Day. I think it expires, which is really nice. I know where all my but, lottery tickets are. Even the ones that didn't win. You do. Mm-hmm. I keep them just in case something happens. <laughs> really? Like, what's going to happen? Well, maybe they'll say this one was phony, and this is the actual. Well, don't let us don't let us interrupt your lunch. <laughs> See, that's that's called seeing the glass half full. Mm-hmm. He take keeps the lottery tickets, even though they lost. That's right. Thinks they're going to make a recall. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Well, they might make a recall. You never know. That's true. I um I don't play a lot of. I you think, Catherine, you think you, you and I should play more lottery tickets? We don't ever play the lottery. Well. This is something you don't know about me. Oh, God. Here we go. Apparently, she does play the lottery. But I owe $50,000 in lottery debt. <laughs> That's right. We're about 50 Gs in the hole. They're coming, to, they're coming to break your legs because yeah. of my betting. That's great. Uh, no, I, I, there's an app now that you can um, gamble on. Oh, there is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it called again? Piss Away uh, Your Money, that app? PissAwayYourMoney.com? It might, it might be Piss Away Your Money. <laughs> um, Something like God, that. God, what's, what's it called? I haven't used it in a while 
because... It's called bye-bye money. I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, I put in like, I don't know, 500 bucks. And I've been, and I've been, I've been using it and I've, I've, I've won, you know, like 87 cents here, dollar 25 there. Oh man. I think my biggest win was, yeah, (laughs) my my biggest win was 12 bucks so far. So I'm, I'm thinking that it's not the best app for me to have on my phone. 12 bucks. Keep climbing out the next $16. Yeah. Well, I know, but you know, they got those huge jackpots. They're very hard to ignore. When they first. How about. When they first introduced it, a guy won a million dollars like within the first week. Really? They really? get the yep. crowd to build up for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, they cheated. Yeah, You're the saying be- they cheated? No, that that's the best time to like to go to a casino when it fr- first opens or like any type of lottery oh, because really? they need some winners. They they, they want Yeah. yeah. They, yep. they want I remember a casino opened up in my house near my house in Queens. And the first, like, few months, everybody would just go, and they were like, oh, I won $2,000. Everybody would just win it at first because they want the word to get out that you could win. That makes total sense to me. But I love the fact that you said, I had a casino in my house. (laughs) Because where I grew up, they did have betting parlors in people's houses on Friday and Saturday nights, about 2 in the morning, people go over there. Betting parlors? Bookie. They did? (laughs) Yeah. They did. <laughs> you were running numbers in your house, Tom. That's different. Running numbers. That's exactly running numbers. That's different. Running the numbers out of the house. Yeah. I had college uh-huh. college roommates who would run down to the because uh, we we lived in a neighborhood that one of the guys grew up in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that every Saturday they would run to the barber shop. I was like, these guys always get but oh, their hair the barber shop. Yeah, it's like their hair never looks. Like, I finally figured out. Yeah, they were going to place bets. Yeah, no, yeah. Every in New York, that's like super common. Like barber shops, that's where you go place your yep. sports huh. bets. Yep, absolutely. And I, what I love about black barber shops, when you walk into them, they're always. This is always the line you hear when you first open the door and you walk in. Muhammad Ali, you whip everybody's ass. Like, you're still talking about Muhammad Ali. You haven't went to a black barbershop since the 70s. It's changed, Tom. Sounds like it's been a while. Well, he also goes to betting parlors. They have, so. yeah, they have new stars now, Tom. I, yeah. Okay, boy, look at the time. I'd love to stay in schmooze. That's true, though. No, I don't. Well, Eddie Murphy actually, I think, took, uh, played on that one of his movies where he played think, coming to America. like six yeah. roles. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Coming to America. Coming to America. Uh, yeah, there you that go. was funny. But I think there was a guy was Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis with yeah. everybody's ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was like forty years after he was a fighter. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm in that. I'm in that crowd now, Ian. Because of you, it's your fault. <laughs> but, you know. But yeah, so so the as we move on here, just uh, for all the kids listening, do not steal a credit card, buy a lottery ticket, and it wins. Try to cash it in because you're going to jail. Come on, yeah, right. I don't understand why you would do something like that anyway. But such is life. Easy money. Jackpocket. That's the name of the app. Jackpocket. Yep, Jackpocket. They they did TV commercials about that. Yep, that's one I've been losing money on. Just like, oh, good. Uh, that's great. Download, <laughs> you were right. If you have disposable income, download Jackpocket and uh, yeah. lose all your money. <laughs> exactly. Just plug. I have Even a feeling like this away your cash. It can't be legal. It is legal. Jackpocket is legal. Yeah, it, it is. Sound very they, legal. they even run TV Not down here. But in Minneapolis, it is. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not legal down here? No, I can't use it down here. Oh, I didn't know that. But I had I, no idea. I thought it was part oh, of the Minnesota lottery. No, they mm-hmm. buy they buy lottery tickets 
uh, yes. like automatically for you, basically. Yep. It's basically like yep. an automate. Yeah. It just it just buys lottery tickets on mass, and then if they ever win, then you get the money. A negative percentage. Yeah. Yeah, I believe well, so. Yep. Yeah, and you yes. can play your own numbers, or you can do a quick <clears throat> yeah. pick kind of thing on it too. So. I just given that the lottery at some is statistically designed to make you lose money, then right. jackpocket is basically guaranteed to make money, which the lottery uh, people are not happy about. Because it's basically like saying, well, this is our scam. You can't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, thought of it it's first. the lazy person's way of betting. Yep. Well, it is. Yeah. That'll work for me then. So if you do a quick pick on really... this, they're going to give you a ticket that has already been quick picked prior Really? Uh, no, it's all. Oh, it's, really? it's they randomize everything. I think. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but it's a father and a son that own it. A dad and his son started the company Jackpocket. I know that, but do you know, don't you think at some point that they should put together a pot for people like me who've never even gotten one of the six numbers on any <laughs> ticket he's ever had? Why, yeah. Why don't they give me a prize? Well, Tom, I've never even gotten one out of the six. I think you're doing yeah, okay. I think there's other people on that line before you for the lottery <laughs> ticket. <laughs> You think so? Okay. Yeah, I'm taking a look around. I think you're doing okay. I think there's a few yeah, people ahead yeah. of you on that line uh, that need to hit the lottery. Tom, Tom? Well, you might be right. <laughs> if we're, we used to do shows at casinos for the radio station, mm-hmm. yeah. and if yeah. I was sitting next to Tom at slots, yeah. he would win. We always won. No, you're good we always won. No, you would, I you wouldn't win. win. Yeah. He would win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now we're going to tell you the great part of sitting next to JB at the casino, because he and I are sitting there once. There's this big thump behind us, this big boom, right? And they're like, what the hell was that? Turn around, there's a guy knocked out on the floor, right? No, so he apparently passed out. It was his wife. Oh, I thought it was him. No, it was his wife, remember? Oh, his wife passed out and, hit, and it was yeah, laying and on they, the floor. And they asked him, what can we do? And he said, get me another beer. <laughs> he said, give me another beer. He did. What, what should we do? And he goes, well, give me another beer, will you? <laughs> she she apparently was so hammered, she passed out on the stool and fell over backwards. Oh, man. <laughs> like, real, Get me another nice. beer. Mm-hmm. That's old school. Table. <laughs> the good old days when your wife yeah. could just pass out behind you and you could keep drinking. Now everybody gets offended. <laughs> you yeah, now it's offended. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> yeah, good old, just remember, Ian's 28 yeah, years 28. old. So the good old days are like yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very very true. Do you, now, do you still live in Queens? Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, yeah, based out of Queens, New York. Um, yeah, just a couple minutes away from the city, about 20 minutes mm-hmm. from New York City. So that's where I spend most you of my time. You go through the Midtown Tunnel. Well, now you. I love it, the Midtown Tunnel. I, you love the Midtown Tunnel. Why I is do. that? I don't know. Why? I was every time I used it, it was nobody in it. They must have heard I was coming. Yeah, um, and that doesn't mean I'm a good driver. Well, now they have construction. It's horrible. You take the bridge. Oh or God. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that. So are there? I don't even know. New York's got upstate casinos, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. They got they got upstate casinos. Not a lot. They got a few. Uh, and they got one in the Bronx. There's one in the Bronx too that they do comedy. Oh, I didn't know that. Where? Yeah. It's Empire Casino. It's in. Uh, I forgot what part of the Bronx, but it's near Westchester, near the White Plains up there. Oh, it's up that area. Yeah, Empire okay. Casino. They got slots, and I think it's just slots, no tables, no uh, dealers. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about it. Now, now, see, in Minnesota, before uh, the the, the uh, Indian casinos, the, see, I, 
They're still called Indian casinos. They're not called Native American casinos, are they? Tom, what are they called? Like I told you earlier, I'm, one day I want to host the Oscars, so I don't I don't see nationality. Yeah, never, mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. You're I don't know what right. you call them. I just call them casinos. I don't know who owns casinos. them. Casinos. <laughs> yeah. But in, in Minnesota, you, yeah. Could, yeah. you could play five-card uh, draw poker. You could do that in the state of Minnesota, but nothing else. And now you can do pretty much everything, I think. I think that's true, but I'm not a big gambler. Are you a big gambler, Ian? No, no, I'm not a gambler at all. Like, I, I it doesn't give either. me a, a thrill at all. Yeah, me either. Nope. And, and the reason for that, I think, for me is I don't want to bet enough money to make it like fun if I won. So yeah, in other yeah. words, you're risking a lot of money because unless you win a lot of money, it's not fun. But yeah. then if you lose a lot of money, it's like, oh, damn. Yeah. But even like even with my friends, sometimes we'll make like a friendly bet on like a game or something. Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah. and I win. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now I'm just taking my friend's money. This, is, this isn't yep. fun. Like, yeah. you, now you have no money. I'm, I have to pay for you for whatever we do. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it, I don't know. Gambling, I don't know why that is, though, to tell you the truth, because... When we were teenagers, we had some, you know, we played poker once in a while. Not very often, but yeah. I just never had that deal. Gambling's never been attractive to me, and I yeah, don't know why neither. that is. But. Me neither. It well, never has. And it's funny because my family, like, they love the casinos. They love, like, the blackjack and poker. And, but not oh, really? Me. Yeah, they love it. You got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got a brother and three sisters. I'm Lucky the youngest. Guy. I'm the youngest, yeah. Big family. Well, what do they do? Uh, my brother is in construction. Uh, okay. One of my sister is an administrative something at a hospital. My other sister, <laughs> she's something. Yeah, she's yeah, she. And then my other sister is uh, a teacher. And then my other sister, she she works at an adult home. She runs an adult home for people with oh, mental sure. disabilities. Adult, yeah, yeah adult care. So yeah. do they come and see you when you're appearing in, in New York area? Uh, yeah, they, they've seen me. They um, they've most of them have seen me. I think my I have one sister that still hasn't seen me. And uh, oh, okay. she better see me quick because the price is going up. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. we got to take a break. Be right back, Tom right. Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver.
When I was born, I couldn't get my voice that high. <laughs> what is this song? It's Gorillas. It's Feel Good Ink. Gorillas. It's a titch uh, repetitive. Feel Good Ink and Gorilla? It gets weird. After it's this. Not, it's not weird now. It's a weird yeah. song. The gorillas okay, are weird, Ian, but I love them. Gorillas spelled G-U-E oh, okay. style, by the way. Oh, G-U-E, yeah. I don't yeah, know okay. why. Gorillas. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, is it? Gorilla. Oh, wait, is it spelled like the animal? It's no. spelt like the animal, just is a it? Z at the end. It's, oh. Yeah. You're right. Gorillas. But, it, yeah, there with a Z. I didn't know they were British. I didn't either. Huh. Our special guest, Rick Bronson's House Comedy, tonight, tomorrow night, 7.30 and 9.45 tonight, 7 and 9.30 tomorrow night. Uh, to, to do kind of a, uh, an introduction to my wife, Ian, I brought your picture up on the screen in front of me, and she looks over and goes... Well, first he's... he says, ooh, isn't he handsome? I said he's a handsome kid. I didn't go, ooh, he's a... Oh, okay, I added the Listener, Ian. But, but she looks at your picture. You know the picture that's up on, on the House Comedy website? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. She goes... I thought he was 28. I said, yeah, he is 28. She goes, what was he? Dye his hair a little bit gray so he looks older? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> the, actually, the light. The, the light, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes you look like you have a gray beard. I'm yeah. like, mm. I know. It's it's actually like really dark black. It's it's not gray, but it, I know in photos, sometimes it, it looks gray the way the light hits it because it's shiny. She like, thought you were trying to. Trying to convince people that you're more mature or something. Nah, I got a black beard. I'm trying to sell tickets here. We can't be putting that out there. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. You're right. I agree. You're 100% right. Come and see the youthful Yeah, Ian the Lara. youth. Yeah. <laughs> the youthful. That'll be good. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier this morning, but but um, when, you, when you hit the stage, you talked about the fact that you don't really do a dirty act at all. No. No, not really. Uh, no. No, and you I, just I kind of just do I kind of just do uh like I'm observational. Yeah, I, I'd mm-hmm. say I'm mostly observational with a couple stories in there. Yeah, but it's good. Like it's stories. it's good. Like I, I recommend I and I'm not just I recommend people come come watch. Like it's it's not, you know, I, you're not going to leave well, I don't know. I can't even say you're not going to leave offended these days. I don't know. I have a Well, yeah, it's true. I have this thing I do about hot sauce. I don't know how that's going to go over in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm just playing. I have no yeah. hot sauce stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> Hot sauce would be fine. Don't, don't worry get about offended. it. Hey, that's a that's my favorite condiment. Nah, I, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's like it's fun. I think it's yeah, it's not, you know, it's not it's not like a like squeaky clean, you know. I I touch some topics, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know. It's a I I, I I try to, but I don't, I don't steer away from like whatever. I just say how, what I, I just write what I want. You know, I just write about what I would want to talk about, you know? And right now this is the stuff that I want to talk about. Maybe come back in a few years and I'm completely, I'm like the dirty act. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like now yeah. all I do is curse. And <laughs> actually Tom, they would like to uh, give away some tickets. Really? Yeah. Wonderful. That's, that's terrific. Now we're, are we giving them away right now? Yeah, we can get. Uh, what I'll do is I will make a create a post on Facebook and Twitter, and I will just pick some people who like the post and randomly comment, like your favorite comedian, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll just randomly pick. So he has four tickets to give away. So I'll pick two off of Facebook, two off of Twitter, and the tickets will be at will call. So I'll need your name, and I'll give Wonderful. it over to him so he can write down the name. So when you go up to the window, just give him your name, and they'll hand you your tickets. And it'll be a, a really good time. If you haven't been, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, to Rick Bronson's House Comedy lately, it is a beautiful club. I mean, it it's is. it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like a brand new. It looks brand new. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
It's great. It's yeah, a, absolutely. It's a fun time. <laughs> Damn it! I thought we could hold a hold like a. You have to answer a question to win the tickets, but we ruined everything. We t- already told everybody how old you are, that you don't have any gray hair at all. <laughs> <laughs> we already told them all the information. It's terrible. Yeah. Let's go with the traditional, how, how, how tall is he? You know? Well, yeah, my manager, my manager says I'm not allowed to talk about my height. All day. <laughs> <laughs> says I don't have to if I don't want to. So. I feel you. I'm short, too. <laughs> how tall are you, Ian? I'm 5'7". Five, 5'7". Seven. Five, seven. Well, the toughest man I ever met in my entire life, and I'm talking one tough son of a bitch. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Andy Fisher, five foot six, weighed about 160 pounds, and he would tear people apart if they pissed him off. Oh, really? It was phenomenal to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't hilarious. worry about being five seven. No, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm okay. It's it's well, it strikes me weird because he's younger than our children are. Am I? Mm, that's true. Okay, Let's not talk about that. I'm his, I'm his, I'm his son. And I'm 32. So. You're 32. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. He's yep. doing the math in his head. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that, um, that Muhammad Ali talk at the barbershop makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And betting parlors. Yeah. Betting parlor. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Hey, not sense. too long ago, he referred to uh, sheets as bed clothes. So bed clothes. Oh, yeah, and he's not like even it. 90 yet. Yeah. Oh, oh 90. Ernest Wait, Hemingway. Maybe that's 150. <laughs> reading. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be reading F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm from Minnesota. you got to read F. Scott Fitzgerald if you're from Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he spent some time there. Yeah, he did. Drinking a lot. That's He spent a lot of time drinking. You know, didn't he die at like 44 of alcoholism? I think it was a yes, tragic ending. Something like, like that. that. Yes. He oh, died man, that, at eesh. 44. What year? There you go. 1940. Oh, but 44 in 1940 wasn't that bad. <laughs> That's, That's true. Oh, no, now, now those are good old days. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 44, the, 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 the average was what, like 60 back then? In the 40s? It was like 60. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Rate. It's not like... Uh, not like today. Yeah, 44. Like 44 is pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. No, I 44. Think the average there's people is... starting their careers at 44 now. Here. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, Ian, I, I think the average is 75 right now. To tip Still over. not that impressive. <laughs> I know. 75 years is a long time. Well, that's because people kill themselves by well, doing yeah. drugs and oh, yeah. smoking. Yeah. Especially with the All the fun stuff, right? One of my mom's best friends just passed away. He's 55. Because of lung 55? cancer. 55? Oh, I'm so sorry. Lung cancer, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, oh, yeah, then, then things just kill people. I smoked for 20 years and I quit two months ago and I haven't thought twice about it. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Oh, good. oh, that's great. Good for you. That's great. Okay, now I have to ask you a question because I do make this very quick. I, I, I started smoking when I was 11 years old uh, and I quit smoking at 21. And you, you quit smoking, what, two years ago, you said? Uh, two months ago. Two months ago? Okay. Yeah. Um, one problem I do have, and I, honest to God, it's to this day, all these years later, I still have that hand-to-mouth thing. That, you know, when you smoke, you're constantly putting your hand up to your mouth with a cigarette. I still have that. My brain wants me to put my hand up to my mouth. It's weird. Yeah? Seriously. And you stop, man. So you go through period, you know, maybe eat too much or do whatever just because you're putting your hand up to your mouth. That, it, man, that's not good for you. I'll tell you, I think the thing that, tri- that triggers me the most is actually just getting into my car. Because you always really? smoke while driving. Yeah, I, I as soon as I get my car, oh, I have that ha- craving. It's the habits. Yeah. 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 You know what I always okay, do? Okay, this is not a shot at you, Ian. Okay. This is not a shot at you, but uh, man, I'm just telling you, smoking stunts your growth. So. <laughs> 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 
They used to tell us that when we were little kids. Don't smoke, it'll stunt your growth. Well, well how about drink? Does. Can I drink at 11? I, I always tell smokers, because you know, smokers, when you're a smoker, I assume all you do is hear people telling you about how you yep. should quit smoking. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I take the opposite approach. True. Whenever I see a smoker, I'm like, I'm thinking about starting smoking. <laughs> what do you Got recommend? Can I buy you a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> and then the guy, they're always like, no, don't start smoking. Just it, It's horrible for you. It's worth for your health. And I'll just stay silent and look at them, and they'll realize, like, oh. I should quit. <laughs> That's actually not a bad strategy. Yeah, I always do. I'm like, I'm thinking about smoking. What do you recommend? And they're like, no, cigarettes are terrible. Don't do it. You're going to die. I'm like, all right. Everybody knows <laughs> that smoking is the worst thing you possibly do. But yeah, do. you ask any smoker, they're like, yeah, I know it's killing me, but it's just, yeah. yeah. I took Chantix and that stuff works amazing. Yeah? Does it? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Nightmares are pretty rough. <laughs> oh, oh the, on well, Chantix, then. really? The oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So I, I did it for three months, and I'm still taking it. I have, like, a week left on my last pack. And the first couple of weeks, the, the, the nightmares were so vivid and intense, I would actually wake up in a cold sweat. And I'm a pretty deep sleeper. I don't wow. have a problem usually. Oh, yeah, there are. What's in the medicine that gives you nightmares? Who knows? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's advanced. All they know is it works. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever replaces the nicotine, I guess. Yeah, really. Do you think it might might be melatonin in there? Because melatonin gives lots of people. No, nightmares. it's not really? melatonin. I love so melatonin. Not melatonin. I, I think yeah. yeah. Some people it works like a charm. I've never yeah. had any problems with melatonin. Yeah, I love it. I, I think that's I have trouble sleeping. With it. I fall asleep so well when I take it. Really? Mm-hmm. Just like deep yeah, me too. Sleep. Deep sleep, deep good <laughs> it's sleep. It's wonderful. Yeah, and you don't build like you could not take it too, and you're, and it's fine. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. like you're gonna build a. a yeah, thing it's like it's not like Benadryl where you take it twice and then it stops working. Yeah, I think it's the worst of that stuff. Too, I mean, it's, I think it's all the same drug, diphenhydramine or something like that. Yep, but, it is. Yeah, it just, it's yeah. I don't like that stuff. It's too much. You become dependent on it very quickly. Yep. Well, I suppose that's true. It all works out. So look, listen, we got the don't gamble, don't drink, don't smoke. We're teaching everybody how to live a nice, clean life on the town. Yeah. Don't be what black. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember hearing that one. Well, I don't well, remember hearing right? that. that I'm just joking. If you could help it, Big if, you, if, if you're black, just be black. That's fine. But if you have a choice, no. <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, did you see that woman last week? I think they're in Germany. The woman and her husband. Oh, that they're messed they're up German lady. People. Yeah, she does. They she did have a choice, skins. apparently. Yeah, she did. Yeah, they dyed their skin black, and they she claims to be black now. She's a white German woman who claims that she's black now. She went, and you should see the the big old giants that she had put on. Oh, size thirty two S. Oh my S's God. in Sam. So gross. Uh, these things are the size of basketballs. Each one. It, no basketballs. She's much bigger than that. Um, much bigger. Really? Yeah. yeah but she, you know uh, that's a, that's a problem what, right now with like not a problem but like it's an issue with um. Instagram models right now. A lot of the Instagram models, they're saying that like they're yep. they're, they're darkening. They're they're using filters to darken yep. their skin to seem like they're darker than they really are. I think that's how she started. I think she she tried to do a, do an Instagram thing, but I don't know what the, I don't know what that's all about. How do you not like yourself so much? Do you want to change how you look completely? Well, I mean, I mean if you think about it, tough. people are always like, oh, it's so horrible. People are darkening their skin. People are lightening their skin. Yeah. Can, mm-hmm. right. But I mean. How much money do you suppose tanning salons make? That's darkening your skin. It's just yeah. using a different way. Yeah, it's true. And giving you cancer too. So and the cancer part. One. But people have people have been trying to alter their skin color for ever. Tanning is just That's another true. avenue of doing that. Really. 
Yeah. That's true. But the thing is, it never looks natural. No. Like, it's like... No, it does not. No. It, you don't... You're never going to look where you want to look, so, you know, you might as well keep the the pale complexion. Well, well the problem so is she started talking. You know, she did an interview, yeah. and so she, she's got a huge afro now. She's got big old giant. Jesus. She's black. But they well, ask her questions. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, her skin is black. She identifies as a black person. Her skin is black. I'm t- sorry. She's got a lot of, got so a lot of tone in there. So is this makeup or is this it's a, it's no, a dye that you have injected yeah. into your skin. Seriously. Yeah. That gives you... That gives, that's... And it's also very bad for your skin, yeah, if imagine. you can believe it. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe. But yeah, she. I, I saw her and she's doing this interview on some German TV station. And it's like, and here she is, blah, blah, blah. She goes, basically, it's like... A German deal where they, oh, they have to yeah. yell when they talk. Oh, you're doing, doing German. I thought that was your black voice. Yeah, I was going to say something. <laughs> I was confused for a second. I, I, I didn't know if that was black or German. I was okay. like, is that an African? <laughs> I don't. Doing a German voice. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Here's a picture of her. Germans yell. That's oh, my God. Oh, no, that's a black lady. No, that's, no. No, that's a black well, lady. That's a movie oh. in the 80s. That looks like an aunt. That looks like one of my aunts. himself. It played a black kid. Oh, soul man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that looks, that right. looks like a female version of that. No. Right <laughs> yeah. Do you have a before? Picture? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll find here. Literally looks like one of my aunts. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Very <laughs> different, <your> aunt. <laughs> Boy, there's a compliment. That's really nice, Ian. That looks like my aunt. <laughs> That's really nice. Well, we should oh, also God. note that she's what? Like 30? She's 30. Yeah, she, I think she's 30. Yeah. She, she yeah. looks 50. Yeah, she does. Yeah, That's she the thing. <laughs> yeah. does. It's true. That's the thing is she's 30 years old. I think 30 is kind of an early age to be deciding to just turn black. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. not look 50. Give it yeah. another 20 years. See how life turns out before she you just... She does not look 30. <laughs> no, she no. really doesn't. She also, it's like, it's like almost too dark. Hey, well, I, uh, <laughs> that's a, it doesn't look natural. Topic. It doesn't yeah. look natural. Yeah. You still see the white you know the JB's in the room, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but he looks natural. I, kn- I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, JB has a natural well, complexion. Yeah. Well, it looks homegrown. There's yeah, multiple different, uh, different uh, compounds that go into people's yeah. hair yeah. color, skin color, etc. And I'm assuming that these... Messed up Holy injections. Holy no. Crap. What yep. is going on? Oh, I know. See, those are bigger I than know, basketballs, are they not? Machine <laughs> <laughs> like a push cart to carry that thing I around know. with. I love how they label it though a white glamour model. That's not uh, glamour. glamour. That's, white glamour. That's hideous. That's, that's not glamour. Yeah. White glamour. <laughs> Why would you do that? Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Larson <laughs> tonight. Get her on the podcast. See if she come out here. Tom. Tom, let's go run to the house of comedy. She'll sell out the weekend. That's a Nazi thing, man. Yeah. We're not having any Nazis on the show. Not happening. Why do you think what? she's a Nazi? She's black. Well, she lives in Germany. She's a black Nazi. Uh-huh. Hitler would have hated this. Really <laughs> yes, she, yes, she would have. a slap in the face to Hitler. <laughs> God, he would have hated this. He would have hated this. That's true. That's, that's true. You're right. Tonight, 7.30 and 9.45. Tomorrow night, 7 and 9.30. Ian, Laura, thanks so much for coming. It's great talking. It was really, really nice meeting you today, man. It was great. I had such a fun time with you guys. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. And if, if you, anybody wants to follow me, I'm at uh, Ian Lara, I-A-N-L-A-R-A, live. It's at Ian Lara live on Instagram and on Twitter. And come out tonight. I know you guys got cabin fever. You want to see some laughs? Mm-hmm. Come on to the club. Yeah. We'll have a good time. And I posted the, the Facebook and Twitter 
for someone to just tag a friend that wants to bring, Absolutely. and I'll just randomly pick, a, you know, you know, two you yeah. know, sets of tickets yeah, to yeah. come and see you tonight. Come on down to the box office, ask for Steve, and the general manager, we'll have them for you. Perfect. Yeah, yeah come on That's down. That's wonderful. It'll be, it'll be a good time. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Ian. Great meeting you, man. Thank you, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Well, absolutely, sir. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.